Sasha Power is here just to let you know that we now have mugs. So if you would like to get your own Horror Stories mug, please visit kellyaron.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-A-A-R-O-N.com. Thanks, all. everyone welcome to horror stories i'm your host kelly and i'm here with my beautiful co-host sasha powers hello hello sasha this is our first episode of our second season this is really exciting it is i can't believe i'm we have gone this far so fast as i was recalling the episodes and kind of jotting down some of the guests and I, I just can't believe it 20 episodes in this is uh it's crazy Woo, go us yeah yeah and all the people that we've talked to yeah. it's been really really incredible um as we reflect back um what has uh surprised you hmm what has surprised me your orgasm sounds. <laughs> that oh was my god! <laughs> oh god! Adam Austin had me doing all kinds of crazy stuff on that episode. That was probably I cannot believe it. The biggest, the biggest surprise. I would have, I would have pegged you as like a loud moaner type. Not like a, oh mm. my. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, oh heavens. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Go full oh, Wisconsin mom on, in the that's bedroom. That's so funny. I don't know what happens. It just, you know, it's a transformation. Yeah. What can I say? I have no idea where that comes from, but uh, I was just being honest and it is quite the juicy one. That is our Adam uh, Austin episode. I think I talk about, I think. The title of that one talks about like losing my virginity on an or in an orgy on a waterbed. If you're interested in taking a listen, Adam Austin and I actually make our orgasm noises on there. So, yeah, that was kind of surprising. I was surprised at, that I did that myself. So, <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was great. Yes, I really uh, I loved it. I think what surprised me the most. And what was just so like right out of the gate, like, oh my God, because I've known you since you were four years old. So that's, you know, like 25 years or something like that. <laughs> and more. I had more than that. And um, on the very, very first episode, I found out that all the Aladdin like themed, <laughs> like Raja Aladdin, um, Jasmine, purple bedding, uh, wallpaper, canopy bed with uh, purple uh, on it, like all that stuff. It was, it was tied back to 
kind of a kink, kind of a fetish, kind of a little bit of an awakening that you had at a very young age <laughs> that you were really thought Aladdin was hot and the scene where he gets tied up and like, ooh, mm -hmm. in the water. Mm -hmm. I talked about it on the last episode with Joe Freestyle. Yeah. But anyway, um, I feel like, uh, you know, that just really shocked the fuck out of me right out of the gate. And I loved it because... I had known you for so long and I knew you through that whole period. And that was just, it was like, oh my God. Like you like connected it just all the like, dots. I connected the like, dots. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it just, it just did. That's and so it was funny. in the best way, in the absolute best way. So that was a wonderful surprise. Um, I love that. And I also thought it was surprising and fun to find out that we have a friend of the podcast, AJ Charms, who writes erotic mm -hmm. fiction mm -hmm. and sent us some of that for us to read. You just, you never know what people do and who's out there. And, and, um, and that's been uh, really, really cool to get that and we have some giveaways surrounding those books right now. DM us um, on Horror Stories on Instagram a mishap or awkward hookup, and we will send you a copy if you are in the contiguous United States. Um, until we get some money rolling in here, we're on a budget. So uh, we will mail you a book by AJ Charms called Delicious Little Secrets. So um, very nice. So yeah, that surprised me. Um, That's an update. We just launched our Instagram finally. So if you're yes. a listener, please uh, follow us at Horror Stories on Instagram. Did I? I told you that like immediately immediately within milliseconds of me creating the podcast i got a message saying that it was uh rejected like denied <laughs> yes and i thought I... for sure it was because of our t the title of it but right. um i was like oh this is probably against that's it's what it said is it uh something about our profile was against um terms and conditions or something like that and mm -hmm. so I thought for sure we'd have to change the name, but thankfully it was a mistake. So we're good. Horror stories. Yeah. And it popped right back up there. How weird. Yeah. I, I just, that's the strangest thing, but yes, please follow us. We've been putting some posts up. I posted some pictures of some of the guests that we had on season one so that you could, uh, take a gander. We're getting excited about, uh, our season two and who we're going to have on. But as we reflect, continue to reflect on season one, do you have a favorite episode, Sasha? Oh, um, I really liked, uh, your interview with Adam where you did the org. I thought that episode was so funny. You two mm -hmm. were great together. So, yeah, Adam Austin, he just, it was hysterical. He actually came over here. He had been cruising at a park in Kansas City and put it on pause so he could come over here and record this Horror Stories podcast before heading back out into the forest. So back out we just want to thank him. Yes, exactly. We <laughs> want to thank him. And we were talking the other day, uh, I was talking to Cheese and I was like, 
would you get on uh, a podcast with Adam? Because they, they know each other um, and, and talk with us and have a four-way. Oh, that'd be and great. He was, like, he was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So I won't tell you exactly what he told me the minute I asked him that, but let's just say it was a positive affirmation, and we'll let him tell the story. <laughs> Excuse me when we have him on here for this four way cheese is a great guest. Yes. He's, <clears throat> yeah. he's also, um, our, our three way podcast episodes I've enjoyed quite thoroughly. Those are always fun. Yeah. Those have been great. We've had two, three ways. We had one with Quincy Crutchfield, who I want to thank. He was the very first guest we ever had on the podcast. The very first two timer guests, the very first three way he was just so generous with his time and uh, honestly turned the tables and did more interviewing of me <laughs> than I did of him, if we're going to be honest. But it's just what he's good at. You know, what are you going to say? He's just great. He he turned it and he, he had some zingers. He was so funny. I asked him if he was, if he was kinky and he said, define it. <laughs> and then And then wanted to know if I was and the rest is history. So mm -hmm. you can go back and listen to those very early episodes. And then we played this great game called pro neutral or nah with Quincy. I actually just played it with Joe freestyle on the latest episode, but we played that and it was, I don't know. I just laughed so hard through so much of that. Mm -hmm. It was really fun and great to kind of uh, volley that the questions back and forth. So, so Quincy and Cheese, you were great. Thanks for the three ways. Thanks for coming on twice. We also had my friends J and K, this married couple that have been together for over 35 years. And they were once again, so generous and open with their comments and their reflections and i think my biggest takeaway with them is just how what a mature approach their relationship has taken like they're the ones who back in college they before the term open or poly or whatever existed they just had the intelligence to realize that you know we think we're each other's pe person let's just you know, experience some other things. And, and I just thought that was really cool that people at such a young age could do that so gracefully and so respectfully. So that was a terrific oh, yeah. interview. I definitely like, um, I, I admire their emotional maturity um, and intelligence approaching their relationship and like creating their own dynamic and like going like by their own, you know, uh, boundaries within that relationship. I really respected that. And I probably ha took away a lot w within my own relationship. So I definitely appreciate having them on. I do too. Just again. And then the kind of partnership that they continue to have is really inspiring. So totally agree with that. Um, I also talked with my friend GK Callahan. I met GK through an art event in North Kansas City. I'm actually going to be doing that again 
on June 9th and 10th at Mackin Park in North Kansas City. If you're in the area, stop on by. GK helps run that thing. I met him through the one I did last year randomly, and he's so cool. I just knew from the second. You know how you just come up on somebody? I actually think I saw him from a couple paces away, and he was talking to somebody else. And I could tell he was in charge because of his outfit and, you know, the way that he was directing these people and helping out and just being so um, just welcoming and helpful. Um, and I just I was walking up on him and thought, I'm ex I, I, I think I'm going to know this guy and I'm going to like this guy. And I just have a weird feeling like that sometimes about people. And he and his husband, Jason, are amazing. I've been to their house for dinner. And he was a terrific guest. He spent 13 years in San Francisco um, and during some formative years and has some incredible stories about uh, spanking somebody and uh, calling the shots on that, deciding when to bail out and when uh, he could not. Uh, be bought any longer and that was a hilarious and really fun story and once again the openness I just appreciate him so much he's a good one um, we talked about Adam Austin mm -hmm. once again we want to have Adam back Ricky Bromero and Adam Hoke um, these guys were so great I was a little starstruck with both of them I had them on separately they have a podcast called the foul monkeys that I've been listening to for like six or seven years and you just want to talk about some good juicy stories oh my god these guys came with it and if you want to hear more you've got to listen to foul monkeys they are uh terrific they are waiting for your dick pics and marriage proposals <laughs> over there at the foul monkeys guys i appreciate you coming on so much and then my friend alex that i've known for a while again just so open and generous with her uh comments reflections she's the one who had a hands-free orgasm because this guy was rubbing her down and not even in directly erogenous zones but mm -hmm. just getting her in some good places and had her in the right mood and uh hands-free orgasms and some mutual masturbation with alex that was a terrific episode yeah um and then we closed it out with a banger um that joe freestyle episode was off the hook it was really fun to do Joe was a terrific guest. He has had some amazing drug-fueled three-day benders with dominatrix. I mean, there's some really good stories there, my friends. Please take a listen. And that is our episode 20, our season finale of, or excuse me, yeah, our season finale, uh, episode 20 of season one with Joe Freestyle. So go check it out. That was a treat. Thanks, Mrs. Freestyle, for recommending that we get him on. He was great. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I definitely mm -hmm. wanted to say like thank you to everyone that's been on the podcast because it's just like I know it's not easy to be so open about some of these topics and uh so all, everybody that's been on that's been willing to share um is it's just much appreciated and that's one of the reasons why we even started this podcast 
Absolutely. And we're excited in season two, we're going to bring you um, some amazing guests uh, coming up. And we're also going to do more three ways. We just have decided that that format is super fun. Yeah, or four ways. We've just, the more the merrier here on horror stories. I also just want to say, like, if if you're a listener and you want to be on the show, but you're hesitant, um, if, like, we will respect your identity if you don't want to put that out there. Um, like, the, please don't think that we're gonna sit here and like dox you. Um, but if you feel like you'd have fun, I mean, re- recording these podcasts are always fun. Um, so if you feel like joining, please send us an email or a DM, whatever. Uh, you can always come on anonymously and talk about your stories. Yeah, we take that part really seriously. And if I know people who know people, um, not a word is said. Uh, We really do respect that confidentiality and have a lot of uh, respect for that and just appreciate the hell out of you being willing, like uh, Sasha said, to come on and um, and tell such uh, intimate stories. So thank you, everyone. Um, I would like to reflect for a moment, Sasha, on my favorite episode. Yeah. Um, that might be, we had one called Mishaps. <laughs> and that was, that was just a really good one because your mishap, your main one had a happy ending. <laughs> Do you just want to really quickly recap it for anybody who might have missed the mishap? <laughs> Um, I had an incident with, uh, having some anal sex and then using a butt plug immediately after the first round, which then, uh, since, you know, things were stretched out, it fully submerged into the depths of my ass. (laughs) Mm. Thankfully, we were able to push it out um just a little tip if you find yourself in a similar situation as mine which i really hope you don't just pop a squat on the toilet and push it out if you can because that's what worked out of everything else don't fish for it i don't recommend that absolutely no think about that that. all your musculature and everything yeah Yeah, uh, and those those Cardi B nails. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my heavens. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was my major mishap, my major lesson learned. Um, I am happy to report that that has never happened ever again. Hallelujah. And you were following all the rules. You had a flange. You were doing it properly. It's just like you said, things were really, uh, you know, um, ready to go. And I was just very happy that you didn't have to seek professional help or do any damage to yourself because God, that would be so, it was just scary enough. It was scary enough without having to get uh medical professionals involved <laughs> like i was 
was just like already thinking about how am I going to sit there and tell them that I, I have, I mean, like I, yeah, I follow the rules. I have a butt plug in my ass. Thankfully we didn't have to go there, but I did probably I traumatize and my fell partner. on it. Yeah. But like we talked about kudos to that person because we feel that he did a good job reacting in a calm mm -hmm. and emotionally mature manner. Yes. He listened to what you needed. He offered support when he couldn't offer any direct assistance mm -hmm. and, uh, hats off because I could see where that could freak some people out to the point where, um, mm -hmm. you know, they wouldn't have been as supportive or whatever. Or so you never know. Or, yeah. Panicking. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And there's just no room no for room that for any of that. No, there's no room for that on horror stories. Everybody just needs to chill out and take a deep breath. But that is definitely, um, a good story to, uh, you know, um, I don't want to say learn from, cause you didn't do anything wrong. I just want to say like, just be cautious about, you know, be aware of, yeah. Um, yeah. Be aware of just be like, how so. gaping is my asshole today? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, what's the dilation <laughs> and how much can I safely put in there without it getting lost forever? Okay. So, what a fun season. Like we said, can't believe it. Um, so I talked about more three ways in season two. Sasha, what what else do you want to see? Do you want to see more games? Do you want to see more guests? Do you want, I mean, are we going on location? Are oh. we, you know, what, what are we doing? <laughs> That'd be fun. Like a podcast, uh, I don't know, trip or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool if you, we could do like a three-way while you were here mm -hmm. or, you know, something. Because I kind of extend these sometimes and I'll end up taking a guest up the street to get a drink or, you know, we'll hang out and it's mm -hmm. just a good vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I really like the games. They're so much fun or it's a lot easier to come up with stories when there's like a game involved i don't know why or experiences mm -hmm. um and i think i said this previously but i want to i want to have more women on the podcast i yes. want to have like um people that have a specific uh fetish that can teach us something i want to learn more about other people's interests that maybe i have not partaken in myself great i'm writing this down um i just posted earlier today a story on our horror stories instagram account with some twisted monk rope mm -hmm. um and that would be an example like if we could get a guest who knew a little bit about rope who could talk to us about rope like that would be really fun i liked your idea about having somebody on who, um, you know, is into something that we don't know anything about who can educate us about that. That would be really cool. That's a good suggestion. And yeah, more women for sure. Uh, I, I definitely, not that we don't love the that. men. 
It's true. It's true. We do. We got super, super down and dirty with the men of horror stories in season one. Got down with a couple of women ready to get down with more. Um, and maybe some more non-binary people as well. Yeah. Uh, for season two, that would be super, super groovy. So, um, I also mentioned, uh, um, well, I was talking about earlier on podcasts, how I would like to have Andy Chambers on. He's one of my friends here in Kansas city. Uh, we just need to schedule it up. We've gone back and forth a little bit and he is so busy. He runs Wonderland in Westport with his partner, Alan. It's part beautiful vintage clothing and accessories and part uh, really cool salon Alan has got on one side of it. So I would love to talk to Andy about his love story with Alan. And again, somebody who knows something about uh, I agree, rope or another fetish. Uh, I also have a friend named Mistress Maxine Moxie. I would like to get on her here to talk about some of her experiences and what specifically she is into because there are as many doms as there are fetishes. Um, there are uh, doms that cater to all kinds of different things some do things that others do not uh and and i would love to talk to her about about what she's into do you have any more specific guests in mind sasha for uh season two um not at the top of my head but i'm definitely keeping an eye open seeing who i can get on the podcast good good yeah i um had one of my friends reach out and said I needed to talk to somebody. And when I messaged that person, she was excited. So, oh, um, uh, and I don't know, uh, I, I think her pronouns are for sure she, her, and um, I uh, am excited to hear her story and what she's up to. Um, I don't know anything about her and sometimes those things going in cold are really fun uh want right. to hear more more about that um but yeah if you want to be on dm us and tell us and we will uh as sasha said we respect anonymity um we I provide guests with kind of a loose outline ahead of time because this is some subject matter that I don't want to just bring something up out of the blue if it's going to touch on nerves that you're, you know, it's going to be triggering or whatever. I want to be careful and respectful of that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think we're a pretty, pretty good space here at Horror Stories. Mm -hmm. um, uh, going back to something else that surprised me about season one sasha was all the really great feedback we've gotten oh yeah um it's been so much fun. i mean we enjoy it and have a great time mm -hmm. and it's just born of our conversations and how much fun we have talking and i thought we need to get our bushels into the light and talk about these stories so uh i think yeah the listener feedback has been one that's really been delightful and surprising and we just got 
a message the other day from a podcast listener who told us that he loved the podcast. Sometimes I save an episode for when I need a boost of positive energy. Oh, so thank you, so podcast sweet. listener. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, thank you. I love to hear that. That just made my day. So yeah, keep them coming. We absolutely love uh, the feedback and um, uh, are excited about uh, kind of honing it in and uh, bringing you some good stuff. Can you think of any bloopers from season one, Sasha? Bloopers. Did we have any bloopers? Um, that one? I mean, if we have a blooper, we just keep it in. We keep it in the podcast. Yeah, <sighs> there's. We don't heavily edit usually. No, no. Yeah, we pretty much uh, give it to you as it was recorded. So there's not a ton of a ton of bloopers, rather than like coughs, because let's face it, we're both smoking weed. Both of us. If you listen, <laughs> not even closely, you can hear us both. <laughs> doing bong rips in the background just you know yeah whatever it's how we we get the flow of it baby mm -hmm. um i screwed up as far as a blooper goes i had a great guest on um my friend reagan came on like it was oh, it was pre-quincy yeah. yeah 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 i guess yeah and i yeah i screwed that up because you cannot uh record one of these things with the software we use on an iPhone and my guest was having trouble with her laptop so we tried an alternative and it was a learning experience mm -hmm. but that was a great interview that I'm sorry I could not bring to the world but yeah. please know that she was a fantastic yeah that's a thing it's it puts you into a situation where you're just kind of in learning mode for a lot of this mm -hmm. um and I had another podcaster messaging me, um, I think yesterday, uh, asking me some questions and mm -hmm. we were kind of trying to troubleshoot about some issues that she was having and, um, she figured it out, but it's like a little trial and trial and error kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and if you can, uh, kind of square the edges of that and then as long as you've got the great content, the interesting stuff. If your audio's a little off or your production's not just, you know, Ira Glass, um, it's okay. We've found that people are still tuning in and we really appreciate that. So we want to keep that good content rolling in. I'm trying to think of any other bloopers. Like I said, we've had such great guests. It's not like we've had... Uh, you know, and sometimes you don't know what somebody's going to be like on the mic. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, somebody could be speaking with you one way and then you get them on a mic and you start asking them questions about what's the weirdest thing you've ever shoved into your holes. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> people freeze up. But our guest Which is why just... I personally, obviously, um, you know, have to have a certain level of anonymity so that I don't do that because, you know, I don't want like somebody from my job or something to come across this and like, 
hear my name attached to all these, uh, you know, mishaps or whatever it is. Uh, so that is why I like have to, uh, really emphasize, like if you're, if you want to be a guest on this podcast and you have any sort of hesitation, like, please like just do it anonymously. And and it's so empowering, um, to just be able to share your story and not have to worry about like all the other stuff. You know, it's, I think it's Mm -hmm. more important to have these dialogues because a lot of people are just like not willing to have them, um, because of like, you know, I guess outward perceptions. And I, I just think this is such a great platform to have these conversations. So I genuinely appreciate everybody that's been on this podcast and we hope to have more people on. Absolutely. Sex negativity is still very pervasive and any way that we can normalize. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And any way we can normalize conversations um, about this stuff, um, we really want to do it because uh, it's nobody gets any kind of education certainly not in schools, very rarely from parents or people who know what they're talking about, who are authorities on subjects. It's just that this is definitely something that, um, uh, yeah, we like to share and learn and talk about different stuff. That's what Sasha and I were doing offline. That's what we've done for years mm-hmm. is call each other and say, Hey, what's up with this? Or have you ever run across this? Or mm-hmm. what does, what does this mean? Or, um, and yes, we want to be kind of an extension of that for sure. I really like, I think that you were very vital in my like I don't know formative years in my (laughs) sexual experience because I was able to go to you for things that I just was not able to go to um, with people that were in my circle or in my family or you know whatever so it it's I feel it was so uh, important and beneficial for me to be able to have these conversations with somebody that has either have, has a little bit of knowledge and you just like opened my world to so many things. (laughs) 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 And while I was younger, um, and I just wish that more people had that person to go to, um, because there's just, I think uh, when you're raised in certain environments or you have a certain family or whatever, you know, you can feel very alone in certain situations. Um, So that's why this is such a, again, I'm just, you know, appreciating our platform. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it a lot too. And I think it's really important. Um, also, uh, I wish that for everyone too, that they, first of all, thank you, but that they, people have someone to talk to and someone who is open-minded and non-judgmental. Like we have a lot of the similar, like we don't shock each other with what we say. Like if, 
you know, if you called me up and said, I got a butt plug, got lost, da, 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 I'm not going to say what it's going to be like, oh my God, are you okay? And tell me about it. And what happened? Like we have a lot of the same experiences. We have a lot of relatable and very shared experiences um, um, and not sexually directly, but I mean, but experiences even in like that we have had relationship dynamics like i like i think that there's a big uh portion of people within my own friend group that have like issues with their uh you know sex life or something like that they're, they're just not willing to have those conversations because it's so intimate and private and you know it can be met with judgment and all this stuff and so i i can literally like go to you about anything like oh this little thing happened and upset me and then you're able to be like oh I can totally understand why that upset you and uh vice versa um so that's yeah that's what's been amazing about it's invaluable Mm -hmm. I mean for me it really is I I really do uh that relatability the the validation the um, you know, the feeling that you're not alone in the world, that you've, you know, know somebody else who kind of gets it, who has had these experiences and who thinks on a level that outside of the straight and narrow mm-hmm. um, is yeah. and can see the forest through the trees mm-hmm. is uh, one of the many reasons why I love you, Sasha Powers, <laughs> honestly. You are just the best. Um, Okay, we are back. We had a little technical difficulty, but picking up. We just created more bloopers. That's all. We did. There you go. There's another blooper. (laughs) Um, So my conversation with Joe Freestyle made me think about cock rings. Um, Have you ever had a lover use one, Sasha? And if so, what was it like? I have not, but I'm interested if uh what does that feel like for the person being penetrated is there is there a difference with using a cock ring have you ever had one be used with you i have i've used a couple different types um and it captures that blood flow in the penis so uh the couple that i have had um vibrated or buzzed or whatever so there was definitely um you know when that just I can feel it no matter what but then you know when it's penetrating and pushing far in and then it's really pushing against my body Mm -hmm. that was nice I remember that I do remember trying one on a lever when I was like 25 one time Mm -hmm. and it had this like remote control vibration on it and I put it on his cock and and then turned it on and and he caught air. It was really funny. He was like, (laughs) oh my God. And we laughed so hard that there was no way we could fuck after that with that thing on. So we just had to take it off. So, but that was, he was yeah, I wonder, really, does that, oh my God. I know that there are some guys that are like really ticklish down there. Like, does the vibration make you feel a little ticklish for them? I'd be interested to know. 
I would too, especially because it's right there by your balls. So yeah. like what's happening with that? I talked to, I asked somebody recently on the podcast about cock rings and whoever that guest was, I can't remember, said that it doesn't really work for them because they are kind of hairy and cock rings oh, kind of get stuck, yeah. you know, get a little bit tangled and a little bit, you know, yeah. not so pleasant. And I could, I could understand that. I could see that. So I don't know. I just thought I, I had talked to, to him, Joe Freestyle, as I said, and it just had me wondering um, what your experience was. So interesting. Um, have we talked before about squirting? Uh, if we did it was really early on i think but um not yeah i don't recall anything specific um, um have you ever done that i have never with a partner i don't know i think i got close once so interestingly enough i uh <laughs> i can do that uh by myself with a vibrator after a very extended amount of time probably um like to the point where i'm like desensitized a bit which is and then yeah uh if you just like keep on keep on keeping on eventually keep <laughs> on keeping on everyone <laughs> it'll happen and then you i think i have first yeah but it's always has it's always been a mistake i think i remember the first time it happened and i was like I don't even know if I knew what squirting was like I was pretty young or like just not really that knowledgeable and it happened and I was like so confused as to why there was like this big puddle on my bed <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah and I did not enjoy that so I've never actually done it like purposefully um it's almost always been an accident and if it's been with a partner uh where I've gotten close to that I've always stopped them because for some reason I don't want to and I don't know mm -hmm. why I'd be mm -hmm. I would be curious if there was um somebody else uh have you wait have you squirted no no okay mm -mm. <clears throat> yeah mm -mm. uh i'd be interested to know if people like uh that can squirt or have squirted like do they also stop before like they don't want it to happen because i don't know why that is a thing for me i just don't like if i feel close to that i'll stop but it's technically just like another orgasm yeah right yeah right. i don't know yeah, it's, I've seen it demonstrated before, um, uh, a live demo that was cool to see, um, and I've been in a situation where, uh, I was around somebody who, uh, could do that with a pretty high success rate, mm. like that was kind of his thing. And, um, I would have definitely tried it if I was with somebody else mm -hmm. at the time. Um, I, 
See, and I can't do that like at a drop of a hat, like on demand or anything. Like it has to be like a long session, a lot of stimulation for me to get to that point. Um, I feel like it would take me the same thing. So for this dude just to roll up and say, you know, I, I was, his wife was really super cool. She's like, yep. This just, he, I've seen him do it dozens and dozens of times. It's mm-hmm. just something he knows how to do. So, I mean, my interest was peaked. My curiosity was peaked. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have had that experience, <laughs> but wasn't able to. Would you so want to, ha- would you want to attempt to squirt in like the future? Like, is that something that you want to? try and achieve or you just think that that's just not in the cards for you i definitely would not be opposed to that um it's just a matter of finding a partner that is uh kind of knows how to do it or is willing to explore how to do it and honestly what i have found with most heterosexual men that would be very very varsity level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not just something somebody could roll into it would probably take doing a little bit of research and asking a lot of questions and girl let's face it (laughs) (laughs) it's like if you can get your nuts sometimes you're lucky like don't be pushing your luck. So no, I don't know that it's ever in the cards for me, but I certainly wouldn't be opposed to it. That's for sure. Um, uh, I do think it's fascinating. And like I said, somebody making a claim that he could do it and having people around him say, I've been there, he can do it. That was. That's amazing. uh, I don't even know if I would know how to do it purposefully. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I would have to do my own research, I guess. And I have not uh, been wanting to do it enough to try to get myself to do it. It was very intriguing just to think of somebody, you know, I don't know if I want to do all that work, girl. It was just cool to think somebody could roll up, throw his fist up there, whatever, fucking jackety jack. Woo! Experience, experience. And then I could talk about it on my podcast. Exactly. So anyway, he was the one who got away. So, so if you but, know how to make women squirt, please give us a call at one eight. I'm just kidding. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> Slide on in. Let's chat about it. Let's talk about it. Um, I was talking to my friend Adam Hoke on the podcast, as we mentioned during season one, and he talked about going to see Hump in Chicago at the theater with some friends. Have you, do you have any plans to see it or watch it stream or anything? Um, I saw that. I just saw something on social media about it and I was going to look into it. I probably would do it. Uh, on a stream again because I just found that Mm -hmm. like it was just so easy and uh, I don't know I just enjoyed that format because I can just kind of like watch it in my home and 
get some popcorn and cuddle up on the couch <laughs> watch some watch some porn yeah as you do i've never watched it like that before i've just seen it in theaters so i think it would be cool to stream it and watch it too but mm. Adam said it's very food heavy and I'm like, oh, I don't like oh. food and sex. I think we've talked about that. Didn't we do a pro neutral or nah yeah. uh, food and sex with Quincy? And I think all three of us were like, nah, no. just because that doesn't really. Yeah, I'm like a big, really uh, I don't like sticky, like anything, nothing. So food reminds me of like sticky stuff on my body and I don't want that. Yeah. Agreed. I think there was a movie, as I mentioned before, maybe called nine and a half weeks with Kim Bassinger and Mickey Rourke back in like the eighties. I mm -hmm. think it was. And there was a Joe Cocker song in there where she was like, you know, in front of a refrigerator getting, stuff squirted on her while she was uh getting railed and um yeah it just looked like a sticky fucking mess but they are two beautiful people if you have a chance to see that movie mm -hmm. it is very uh you know it's a classic it's a cult classic mm -hmm. um i'd have to watch that what else what what you got coming up what you got coming up um, anything going on what do i have coming up I'm so boring. Honestly, I've just been Not. like hunkering down. It's finally getting warm out here. So, uh, I went to the, uh, I went out last weekend to the Grand Prix out here. That was an interesting time. I had no idea that existed. What was that like? Uh, some really i mean it was i've never been to anything like that i've never been to any kind of race or anything um and we kind of went on a whim and it was a lot of fun it was cool to see um i don't know something that i did I know absolutely nothing about like everything was impressive <laughs> the cars were going super fast <laughs> they were all fancy like oh there was like this whole parking lot full of like million dollar cars of I don't even know what kinds of cars, but like customized, like there was this like car, I think it was like a, God, I don't even know what kind, I'm so bad with cars. I think we talked about this previously, like I just have no interest, but it was like totally decked out and it looked like Batman, like I had Batman symbol Ooh. and it was like matte black and all that stuff. Yeah, there was some really oh. sexy looking cars there, uh, I do have to say. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely want to continue exploring, uh, new things and in, in the Southern California area, I haven't lived here for that long, so I'm still kind of like, you know, new to the area. There's a couple museums that I want to see. Um, actually when I go to Kansas city, I think you had mentioned to me the museum of like miniature objects or something like that. Yes, yes. It used to be called the Toy and Miniature Museum, and it's got some similar name, but it's like the National mm -hmm. Toy and Miniature Museum. It's a big deal, and mm -hmm. it's not only do they have fine miniatures, so if you see like an itty-bitty tiny magnifying glass, it really works. A little candle can really be lit. 
um, a little gun can shoot, a little uh, secretary desk will roll up. I mean, just these amazing little tiny fine miniatures. And then there's this whole section of toys from all eras. So it, things from my area, He-Man's, or a little bit after me, He-Man, Skeletor, um, Strawberry Shortcake, Purple Pie Man, uh, Speaking Spells, um, you know, you name it. They've got all these really cool, nostalgic toys, and they are grouped by decade. So, you know, you can go right to your decade and just all this relatable stuff. And then you look over to the left where there's an earlier er, earlier era and there's a Mrs. Beezus doll or some, some toys from way past generations or um, it's neat to see how they've changed over the years and what becomes popular and interesting over the years. So, and like the nostalgia, there's a whole marble section. Oh, it's, Love marbles. Mm -hmm. I actually know a glass artist. She makes marbles. Um, she took us to like a marble factory somewhere. She was my Girl Scout leader. <laughs> she took us to. A oh yeah, here factory. Moon Marble, Moon yeah, Marble Factory. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's in Bonner Springs here in Kansas, or I'm actually in Missouri, but I'm two blocks away. Yeah. So um, uh, I yeah, also that's cool. went to this like collectibles show. Um, couple weeks ago a couple weeks back and it's all just any kind of collectible that you can think of was there like pokemon cards baseball cards football cards uh anime stuff uh funko pop like all your nerdy interests are uh represented at this collectible show but they had a, a huge selection of like the sexy anime figurines. I, there's a name for it that I, I was trying to look up and I can't think of the name. Um, but I'm sure somebody, somebody knows what it's called, but yeah, like there's a, this whole like world of like these big titty, like anime women figurines or mouse pads that have like, you know, two big, tits on them that you can squeeze while you're gaming or whatever uh <laughs> like it was really fun to kind of see uh all of that they have like uh decal stickers that you can put on your car of anime characters like they have like this just huge selection of anything that you could possibly think of um but that was that was pretty interesting uh to see and there's like a huge market for it like huge they they're very popular oh fuck yeah was anybody dressed up were there people in cosplay walking around at that thing yeah there was a guy dressed in like a mandalorian costume or like a boba fett kind of mod um then i saw like a clown um there wasn't as many people dressed in cosplay because it this is like it happens three days a week. So it's every week. It's not like a one-time event. Um, but there are people that will go there uh, and cosplay, which is fun to see. It's neat watching kind of, I. it's neat to see what people are into. Mm -hmm. There's collectible cards of like these kind of sexy anime figures and stuff. And they have like, 
some sort of value, some sort of like grading system for these things. It's really cool. How neat. That sounds like a fun time. It sounds like a really good time. Um, <clears throat> I had a couple friends lately who had last minute tickets. One of them was to the ballet, the Kansas City Ballet. And the other one was the other night to the symphony. And those were really super fun things. We've got the symphony was at the Kaufman Center here in Kansas City. Have you been to there? Have you been there? I Sasha? have not been there yet. It's so cool. It's just this really beautiful. It looks like a clamshell kind of on the horizon of the yeah. downtown backdrop. And then just the beautiful views, architecturally amazing, um, inside and out. And this uh, symphony was the music of Richard Rogers. So they had this uh, uh, vocalist who was singing all these tunes that were just my favorites you know a lot of stuff from the sound of music yeah. um blue moon oh. um just a lot of my favorite favorite favorites and it was uh wonderful to hear these melodies and then between songs sometimes the conductor would tell us a little bit about richard rogers and his writing process and his um relationship with heart versus his relationship with hammerstein and i don't know it was just really super cool so if you have last minute tickets to the ballet or symphony i am the kind of person that will clear the decks for that shit i will cry just kind of that's what i was gonna to ask myself. did you get emotional because i would have gotten <clears throat> emotional i always cry during these live performances because I'm so overwhelmed by the artistry and the skill. Like at the Kansas City Ballet, they were, it was this interpretive contemporary dance that was being done like right in front of my face. Oh, that's another thing. Both of these people had like the most baller tickets. So I'm like, oh, wow. So front and center for these events in the best kind of ways. So I'm like right there. Well, they don't have a stage at the ballet over by the Union Station. It, they're performing right in front of you. Oh, wow. And that is a really amazing experience. So it's not that the subject matter is saddening me. It's that I am overwhelmed and emotionally overtaken and appreciative. And I just have to get my wits about me. It usually takes a, a few numbers. Um yeah, one of my friends was like, I thought you were crying. I was like, yeah, I was fucking balling up a storm. Jesus Christ. So anyway. Wow. I uh, I think last time that we had, we recorded a podcast, I was going to go to Universal Studios. <laughs> oh, talk <laughs> to I us. I said I would report back on my experience. And it was really cool. Uh, the Nintendo edition is like, you know, if you're in my age group, it's just all nostalgia overload. Um, it's like everything that you could possibly have dreamed of <laughs> as a kid. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, I know that we had talked about like my concerns about, uh, you know, the, the restrictions, the size restrictions on the rides. And I will say, I can report back that that is a valid concern. Um, thankfully, I was able to fit on everything. But, I mean, the brand new Mario ride, they have like a Mario Kart ride. 
and it's like literally they just opened it back in maybe last month or the month before so uh we stood in this like two and a half hour long line to get on this ride and uh the seats were they felt comfortable to me I mean it's kind of like a bucket seat kind of situation like you kind of have to really you know there's like sides to it or whatever (laughs) and uh I and then it has like a lap bar and I felt very comfortable. I mean, I wasn't uncomfortable throughout the ride. I didn't feel squished or anything. But there was definitely a moment when you're getting out of the ride that my ass, like, made a pop sound. <laughs> like, there was, like, a <laughs> suction going on <laughs> where I was, like, I don't. There was a split second where I did not know if I was going to be able to successfully get out of the ride by myself. Uh which, you know, we talked about that, the pure panic <laughs> feeling. Pure panic. Uh, but I was able to get out. But uh, my friend, who is significantly smaller than me, um, also had the exact same experience. So <laughs> it was not me. Uh, people with very normal bodies, if you are thick-thighed or have a juicy ass that I'm sure is well loved. Just be aware that there might be a moment in your life where you're gonna have some suction going on on this. Yeah, Mario there's, some G-force there's some G force on this ride. Yeah, so That's I had right. a laugh. I mean, it was embarrassing and all the things like that. You know, I, you know, I'm sure most people go through as far as like self-consciousness but honestly it made me feel so much better knowing that somebody who I think is just totally average in every way was also having issues I just think that's absolutely ridiculous ridiculous that there's so many (laughs) size restrictions but it was a lot of fun nonetheless it's a little overstimulating do not recommend doing any edibles because the the can I just say like Disney with crowd control is just superior. I'm just going to say it. They know their shit. They have it down to a T. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said that this uh, Mario thing was like in a corner, right? So it's kind of, yeah. And it's not, and it's not like a corner like Pandora where there's a loop and there's an in and an out and a no, loop. No, it's, it's like, like you're, you're going or Dino Land. The, That's a yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, I, you know what? There's, you know, that they have those huge escalators or whatever that go down. You go like th- three huge escalators down to the second lot. So there's like the top lot and then the, the bottom lot. And I think on the last uh, podcast episode, you were talking about how like Disneyland is just so immersive and how like you can in Universal, you can see the, the buildings. And that's, yeah, like immediate. I immediately thought of your comment when I went down those escalators because like you can see every warehouse that they're using. And then there's like this, you know, facade in front of it that, you know, you can see the the tops of the studio or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so different. So different, but fun nonetheless. But just, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> right, right. Now, where's the were the visuals impressive? Like all the 
<clears throat> like when you walk up, there's like a big giant wall of stuff and there's bouncing and oh there's yeah like characters. yeah Was that cool? yeah the when you go into the land like that they literally like you walk through a tunnel and you're then just like immersed in this world this corner of the, the park and everything is like moving like there's things floating and bouncing and hovering and twisting and turning and it like everything just looks alive um Oh, cool. in like the best Does it feel way like you're in the game? yeah it does yeah Oh, that's kind of neat. the, the technology That's kind is of amazing neat. uh it's just the maneuvering around the park that really is my main complaint but um the detail that they put into things as like a gamer was just like so cool pretty cool Nice. I'm glad i will say you enjoyed that it. i will say their merchandise is kind of lame though but other than that They have such great opportunity. How could their merchandise be lame? yeah i don't know it's like literally you just get like a hat that looks like yoshi's head and it's like fluffy and hot like why would you want some Like, it's like 90 degrees outside and you want to put, like, a big pillow on your head. That's essentially what you're doing. And spending $50 to do it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. How do you clean that? No. But, yeah. Mm So -mm. that's Doesn't sound all like that you did. I have going on. My little nerdy life. Good. Your little Mario. I love it. Dun, 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 dun. I remember that little song. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. So, um, I am actually going to Houston next week. So that will be fun. I'm going to go for a few days. I lived down there from 83 to 87, which my 13 to 17, my very formative years. That's where the horror stories all started, everyone. <clears throat> And The origins. yeah, it's going to be like a mini high school slash middle school reunion. Uh, there's like five of us going to be hanging out. Um, and uh, I'm really excited about it. You Uh, have to tell going us to drive about it. down. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you all about it. The friend that I'm staying with just got a pool. So um, Is I'm it very warm down excited. there right now? Uh, yes, I forgot what the for I didn't, haven't looked at the forecast in a couple days. But when I looked the last time it was going to be in the 70s. Um, um, which is good. You know, 70s there feels a little different than 70s in Kansas City. Uh, it's a lot more humid down there, no matter how you slice it. Um, but uh, I'm excited. And then one of those days we're going to go down to Galveston. And I have a friend who lives uh, on the Bolivar Peninsula down there. And we're going to hang out maybe with her and see some sights in Galveston. Um, so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Houston was really good to me in terms of wonderful people and experiences, despite a very uh, <clears throat> honestly kind of fucked up. Uh, home life. Um, we don't have to get into that right now, but a lot of that's coming to the fore uh, with my siblings and I and discovering a lot of crazy ass fucking shit. So despite all of that mess, 
I was connecting with some really beautiful people who were uh, wonderful and validating, which was just the opposite of what I was getting at home. So I will never forget these people. And just the town itself is very funky. It's not zoned like Kansas City, so you'll have like a pretty elaborate, nice subdivision, and then there'll be like a come and go at the entrance, and then um, some older apartments across the street, or uh, an auto zone, or it's just a funky kind of freaky uh, town. Of course, it's one of the biggest cities in the United States, so that's always a trip to go back to that, um, but I do enjoy it. It's awesome. I can't wait. And I'm trying to think of what else. I'm supposed to tomorrow <clears throat> go with one of my friends to some DJ thing that starts in the morning. What? I'm like, what is that? Like I know. So DJ? Maybe so. Coffee and some music. So I told her, you know, like I said, I'm going to buy the ticket. I'm going to get on the ride. Call me and I will be your friend, your companion to these weird events. So, yes, I'm going to do that tomorrow, and then I'm going to take a walk with one of my friends on Sunday that I haven't seen in, well, I guess I, I guess I saw him last month, but it's time to see him again. So, that'll be fun. So, just kind of laying low. Um, maybe plant some flowers. Don't really have any horror stories happening. Um but we want to hear yours, listener. <laughs> like I said, DM us a mishap or an awkward hookup, and we will send you a book by AJ Charms if you're in the contiguous United States. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Send us a story. Thank you for your feedback. Please keep it up. Um, any suggestions you have for guests or topics, we love to hear it. Or you, Sasha, you just want to be a viewer or follower, please follow us on our new Instagram, Horror Stories, uh, spelled like the podcast. Um, we're trying to get our follower count up. It's a cute little community over there. But yeah. Yeah. Posting some pics if you want to see what our guests have been like. Uh, the ones who have not come on anonymously. I've got pictures of them out there. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, keep the ideas coming we appreciate it yeah um and uh we'll have lots of fun episodes like i said some three ways and some four ways coming at you for season two sasha another thing that i'm really surprised about with the podcast is just how much fun i've been having and how what a wonderful, I mean, I'm not surprised you're a wonderful co-host. Of course, I knew you'd be a wonderful co-host and a wonderful person to be on this with. But just your skills on the mic, your skills with the guests, and your alacrity with which you show up and just have an open mind. I just, I love you and I'm anxious to create more with you. Oh, I appreciate that. No, I, I've had so much fun creating this podcast and I have to say like, um you compliment me but really you're like the captain of the ship like you're <laughs> you have so many great ideas and so many great guests and you interview so well and everybody comments on how charming and easy to talk to you are and that is something that not a lot of people have so i really think you're the bestest <laughs> well thanks thanks sis i think you're the bestest too and i appreciate you 
Well, we'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, I'm your host, Kelly, here with my beautiful co-host. Sasha. Sasha Powers, I love you. (laughs) And we are signing off Horror Stories. We'll see y'all later. Take care. Bye. listening to horror stories tales of the hustle inspire us if you'd like to share a horror story hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com that's w-h-o-r-e-o-r-s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com thanks for listening